Hello, everyone. Pretty But Weird, episode four. Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Before we get started, there's a couple things that I need to mention. First of all, it is a very gloomy, rainy Sunday. It is cold. It is wet out there. And I can definitely hear cars going by on the street. And I'm so sorry if you can too. I'm doing my best to mitigate it with the microphone that I have, but you know, there are limitations. So if you can hear any rain noise, just consider it like ambiance or rain ASMR or whatever. Picture yourself in my bedroom in the gloom with me (laughs) and hopefully it'll be okay. Another thing I wanted to mention is please leave me a comment or a review or both on any platforms that you're listening to me on. If you found me a place where you can do that, Any kind of feedback you give me is good feedback in my opinion, and I'm so grateful that you're here listening to me, and I love you so much, and I would appreciate that so much because it really helps me out. Okay, we have a lot to talk about today, and I wrote a lot of notes for this episode because I think I'm a little worried about coming across as like preachy or self-congratulatory, so I'm trying to be careful in how I express myself because these are hard concepts for me that honestly are not fully formed in my brain. This is the first time I'm talking about this out loud. You know, I haven't shared these thoughts or ideas with anyone else. So you're getting it kind of raw here in this moment. But I'm hoping that it will be helpful to you. And I think that this is a really important episode for me, at least, because I'm in this transformative moment of my life right now, as you've probably been able to tell if you've listened to other episodes of mine. And there's just so much that I'm discovering and, you know, honestly, mistakes that I've made that I can now recognize. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that I can save you from making some of those mistakes, or if you're in the same kind of moment as me, that you'll be able to get through them faster and save yourself some of the struggle that I have endured. Okay, so what am I talking about? (laughs) I know this is so vague, but I promise it'll all make sense. I feel like I need to give some context. Most of you listening are not going to have known me as a teenager. In fact, probably really none of you will have it unless someone in my family is listening to this. So I need to, I need to clue you in a little on a few things about me, mainly that I am a dreamer. (laughs) As a teenager, I had so many big dreams, like really big. And I'm going to tell you some of them. Okay. If you know, if you know my life, if you followed my story at all, you'll catch on to what's happening here. First off, I wanted to live in Europe so badly for at least a while, maybe not permanently for, but for a while. I even had a friend who had an aunt who lived in Holland and she thought for sure that her aunt would let, like, would let us live with her for a little while. And I was so desperate to be there. And I even went so far as to Google art schools there. Like I wanted to get to Europe any way I could. That's just a place I felt like I wanted to be. I really wanted to tour the country. I loved driving and road trips. I really wanted to do that. I really wanted to move to a big city. When I was younger, I dreamed of California, for sure. Um, Obviously, that's changed a little bit. (laughs) I really wanted to go to art school. That was another big dream. I always called myself an artist. I've always considered myself a very creative individual. I wanted to go to art school at all costs. Another dream. I wanted to marry someone who could match my drive. That was vitally important to me, and it's the reason that I dated a lot of people that I did not marry. When I look back at all of these dreams that I had, I lived in Europe. I married a Frenchman who matched my drive and we moved to Europe and we lived there for a while. I toured the country right after high school. Me and my best friend saved up a couple thousand dollars and we drove up and down the entire West Coast. I moved to New York City a few months after graduating high school and my dreams changed from California to the East Coast. I fell in love with the East Coast. I made it into art school. It turned out to be my biggest failure actually, but 
I learned lessons there that I still use every day in the work I do now. And I met Vincent while I was in Utah going to school. So I do count that one as a win. And one dream that I had pretty soon after moving to New York City was to live there forever. And I did live there for two and a half years the first time from about ages 18 to 20. And honestly, as soon as I left, I missed it so desperately. And I felt like I had been living in a dream and I woke up and reality was not pretty for me. I felt like I'd given up something so special and I was really worried I would never be able to get it back. But here we are. We're here for good. And I'm here with my French husband. So when I look back at my life, I can see this pattern, right? I set these big goals based on my big dreams and I worked towards them and they happened in the way that they were meant to happen. Not always the way that I thought they would be, but the way that they were meant to be to keep me moving forward towards the next thing. And I bet if you look back on your life, you can see patterns too. Not the same patterns as my life because we live different lives, but you can find patterns there. Where we spend our energy is the direction our life will go. So where have you spent your energy and where has your life gone? Those little actions that you take, the thoughts that you choose to dwell on, that's what shapes your reality. And that is what has shaped mine. And, you know, even with all of this, despite the quote unquote wins that I've had that really should give me a lot of confidence in whatever I do next, right? I've really struggled a lot over the last couple of years, really and truly. I think that I was so dedicated to achieving those things that I spent my entire childhood dreaming about that... As an adult, I kind of lost sight of a few really important things. And I'm hoping that by putting these things into words and making them concrete and acknowledging them, I can start to change. And I hope that this will help you too. And as a disclaimer, I realize what an immense privilege it is to even be able to make these kinds of changes and have what I've had. So if you're listening to this and feeling really lost or feeling like, my dreams that I've been able to live or not been able to live are so far outside of what's possible for you that this episode is feeling like a downer. Please know like this is so hard and it's taken years of effort and sacrifice to even get to this point. And I'm so lucky. I know I'm so lucky and we're so far from where we want to be, but also so much closer to where we want to be than we've ever been before. And to be 100% honest, that makes me feel so guilty when really what I should be manifesting is gratitude, right? Gratitude for what I have. Because guilt for what you have is a scarcity mindset. Because you have the feeling that what you have is because others have less or that you don't deserve what you've worked for. And I feel those things all the time. Whereas gratitude is an abundance mindset and it brings more and more goodness into your life. And I'm convinced that the universe can tell the difference. I know it. I used to have so many moments of like, you know, in Perks of Being a Wallflower, where uh, I think it's at the end, that scene where they're driving through the tunnel in the truck and music's blasting, hair's whipping in the wind, and there's a voiceover and he's talking about feeling infinite, just like this one perfect moment in time, right? I've had a lot of moments like that where it's like, I can't believe that this is my life right now, right here. I notice that those have diminished, those moments, they've diminished the deeper I've gotten into adulthood. But I've been changing some habits lately that are really helping. And this shouldn't be new if you've listened to other episodes. But you know what? I think repetition is okay because it helps you remember. So a couple things I've been changing and that have really helped me find that, a little bit of that again. Uh, morning pages, first of all. I've talked about those in other episodes. But how morning pages have evolved for me and what I've been noticing 
is that morning pages are for me a private place to sort through my fears and then also talk myself and having a good day every morning. First page, I spend complaining. Honestly, and truly, it's just complaining and worrying, fear and doubt. I put it all out, get it out of my head on paper. And by the third page, I am giving myself a pep talk every time. I'm talking about the things I can do. I'm talking about how strong I am and how much my life has to offer and what I can do with what I've got. So that has really transformed my life. With such a simple thing, it's it's been transformative for the way that I start my day. Another thing, getting off my phone. I've talked about this before too, but not just because it's a time suck, but because it gets you away from the influence of other people when you're not looking at your phone. What I do now is turn on music and I just connect with myself in my space. Me and Vincent schedule in, literally schedule in daily walks through our neighborhood and have like phone-free conversations. And it's helped me so much with comparison because if I don't ingest the content from other people, then there's nothing to compare my content to and my life to except myself. It's what am I doing today that's better than what I did yesterday instead of what am I doing today and how it compares to what other people are doing today, you know? Um, Another thing, remembering those things that gave me that like alive, infinite feeling and just blatantly recreating those. No shame, you just do it, seriously. Listen to your favorite song on repeat, go run through the woods, go out in the rain, binge Harry Potter, that's one thing that does it for me. Go get ice cream at 10 p.m., just live a little. Shake it up in a healthy way. Let yourself feel excited about life. None of those things are things that cost money. Okay, well, maybe the ice cream costs a little bit of money, but they shouldn't cost you a lot of money and it shouldn't be a lot of energy either. Those alive moments are usually in the small things, right? Another thing, stating it out loud, the gratitude. Every day I've been finding moments to express like to Vincent or just out loud to myself how excited I am about our life. Even in like the hard days or even the hard weeks, I do have good moments. We all do. And I'm trying really hard to not let those good moments pass by without making them real by acknowledging them out loud. And I'm noticing that as I do that, I'm having more and more of them during the hard times. And I don't know if it's that I'm changing my mindset and thereby making it less hard to be in those moments or if I'm just noticing them more and they were always there, but I don't think it really matters because I feel better along the way. Just this morning, I had a moment where I was doing a face mask, organizing some of my favorite clothes for a project I'm working on. Mac DeMarco was playing in the background in the other room. We listened to his music a lot while we were in France. So Mac DeMarco always reminds me of our time in France. Vince was working on a video script in the next room. He was like muttering to himself in French about something. And I had this moment, just like a flash of what my teenage self would have thought if she'd have been able to look in on me in that moment. And you know what? She'd have been so thrilled. She would have like wept with excitement at what her life will become. And she would have attacked every dream that she had with ferocity, knowing that everyone was 100% without a doubt worth her time. She would have felt that, is this my life feeling every damn day? And she would not have let fear and doubt and comparison and lack and envy cloud her vision. And the solution to this, I think, is gratitude. Like an all-out, over-the-top, obsessive love and exuberance for the moment you're in. And even the struggle that you're living through. Looking back, I can honestly say that every struggle that felt so pointless and frustrating and even devastating in the moment has shaped the best parts of who I am now, like truly. And the only times I've let myself down is 
honestly, when I didn't dream big enough. And there have been those times, a lot. I've begun to see so clearly where I lack vision and what's clouding it. And it's all those things I just mentioned, fear, doubt, comparison, lack, envy. Adult life has taught me some hard lessons that have made me dream small instead of big. I'm in this weird moment of, I achieved what my child self always wanted and what now? And instead of dreaming bigger and seeing the possibilities in more, I made my goal so small so that I wouldn't get hurt again by the things that didn't work. Because failing has felt too hard to endure sometimes. But where's the faith in myself? Where is my trust in myself? And where is the commitment to myself that I can do what I dream with my life? So I'm falling back in love with my life right now with every part of it. And as I'm finding room for gratitude every day, I'm also finding new dreams. And I want that for you too. So, so desperately, I want that for every single one of you because everyone deserves to live their dreams. I know it sounds cliche, but there's a reason that so much media that we consume, so many stories that we love are based around dreams coming true. There's a reason because it's a universal thing for humans to want that and you're not wrong and you're not bad and you're not foolish for wanting that for yourself and you deserve that for yourself. Because as I hope I'm teaching you here, the struggle which you have to go through to get to your dreams will make you a person that shows up for your life and for other people in your life. The more space that you give big dreams, the more you also inspire other people to do the same. So you going out and doing the hard thing lifts everyone around you, which is so cool. So I hope you take a few things away from this episode. First off, reconnect with your younger self. Take a look back. Find the patterns in your life of where you've set goals and where you've achieved them. Find the moments where things clicked, where everything made sense. Find those, is this really my life moments and give yourself permission to introduce that kind of love into your life again. Rediscover the big dreams you had and commit to fulfilling any you haven't achieved yet with the faith that you can because you've done it before. Learn from me. Don't keep thinking you can't when you've already done it. Next, examine your daily habits and let go of the things that are hurting you. Where is your vision clouded? What is triggering that? Choose to be a happier and healthier you even if your circumstances haven't changed because choosing that for yourself will welcome abundance into your life and happiness will compound as you give that your energy, I promise you. Even if your circumstances don't change, you will have changed and that will change your future. Next is set big goals. Dream big. Envision for yourself more than you could ever achieve and trust that things will work out the way that they're supposed to. Pretend you're 15 again and imagine for yourself the best life that you can imagine. And then because you're an adult and not a 15 year old, you get to set small goals that point you in that direction. Find that little extra fuel and motivation to push your trajectory just one more percent in the right direction every day. And you know what? As time passes, you'll begin to see what a vastly different place you are in than where you would have been. So do that. Please do that or try or don't take anything from this episode and stay where you're at. You know, it really is your choice. And that's the really cool thing. We don't always get to choose what happens to us, but we do get to choose what we do with it. And sometimes what you can do with it is just to endure in that moment, just to endure, just to survive. That's okay too. I've had moments of survival. I wasn't thriving, but I survived them. And life isn't stagnant. And there's seven other billion people on this planet. So things are going to constantly change. And 
the cool thing is that in those moments of survival and endurance, you get to set yourself up for success by envisioning a better world for yourself, a better, a better future for you. And then when you can breathe again, you go and you do that thing. That's what I'm in the moment of doing. And it's life-changing. <laughs> okay. I love you guys. I love you guys so much. Like I, I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know you very well yet, but I love you because you're here listening to me. And if you're listening to this, then you are my people because this is not for everybody. So thanks for being here. I can't wait to see where life takes you. And I hope that you dream a little bit bigger today. See you in the next one.